You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Uh, My name is Matt and I will be hosting today. Uh, Joining me in the studio, as always, is Ken, Jeff, and Neil. How are you guys doing today? Hey. Hey, doing great. Drinking some coffee at 9 p.m. Gonna mm-hmm. stay up for a little while. It's another uh, triviality after dark. It is uh, way past my bedtime. Yeah, we're all getting a little little drowsy in here. Yeah, about um, to read Jeff a story. I got a nice cup of chamomile. It said it's for calm, quiet moments on the wrapper, but uh, I don't think that's what we're about to have. If we were a tea <laughs> podcast, you would be chamomile, I think. I would be the chamomile? I would be an Earl Grey because I'm a little sweet. But I'm, uh, I, Actually, I don't know where I was going with that, yeah. but <laughs> I would be Earl Grey. That okay. makes sense. I don't like that. Okay, well, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> I don't like you either. Um, oolong? Oolong tea. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I, I would be an oolong kind of guy. Yeah. Well, that's some great tea banter. Uh, <laughs> 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 joining, <laughs> joining us in the studio today is our Cruiserweight champion, Summer Johnson, all the way from St. Paul. How's it going, Summer? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. It was a quick five and a half hour drive to get here, so... Yes, the dedication of our fans is amazing. <laughs> it's come all the way out here. Way more. <laughs> way more than I would have ever I was hoping my brain would uh, fire a little stronger if I was sitting here amongst all of you mm-hmm. instead of in my dark, lonely apartment. So we'll see. Yeah, you okay. just soak in, in all the brain power in this room. <laughs> and the episode that we just recorded, I, we had mentioned 500 days of summer, and then she just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a magic trick. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, what do, you do in St. Paul? Um, I actually, I work from home full time. I do finance for a medical marketing company, um, which leaves me a lot of time to do a lot of biking and long walks along the river, which is nice. So you're very active too. You said you were going to go on a big, long hike after your trip. Yeah. Headed to uh, Colorado and Salt Lake City, my original home to do one last hiking trip before it gets too cold. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also joining us today from Regina, Saskatchewan. I'll say that right one of these days. I'm uh, glad that's the one you botched. Yeah, it's an- <laughs> another athlete, actually. Yeah. Uh, is Stacy McPeak? How's it going, Stacy? Pretty good. How are you guys? Doing great. Um, and as, before the show, uh, I asked Stacy if she mind if we asked about this, but she said that she used to be in roller derby, which I think is pretty awesome. I just you know if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. I used to play roller derby. My derby name was Mo Peak Mo Problems, Mo for short. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Um, and I played for four years and then I got a concussion. And oh, no. so I decided my brain was important. I think everybody, I retire. everybody that I know who played roller derby, uh, has retired due to injury. 
a lot of them do. It's, it's very, fun. very tough sport. Yeah, it's getting less tough to be honest. Like it used to be a lot mm. more about like really going out and creaming women, and now it's a lot more like mm. just slowing them down. It's a lot less tough <laughs> than uh, it once was. It's like but, the NFL, right? Same thing. Yeah, sure. I don't watch NFL, so Sports. I don't know. It's just like the CFL, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I don't watch CFL. Oh, uh, so close. This is not going to go well for me if it's a mad host just like episode. A, just like Australian <laughs> footy and my beloved Collingwood magpies. American football is just moving to flag football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. But yeah, you're not allowed to land on the quarterback while tackling. <laughs> you have to place him down gently and read him a nice story. What do you, uh, what do, you do out in Saskatchewan? I'm totally on board with that. Uh, I'm a lawyer. I work for the Law Society of Saskatchewan, which is the regulator. So I guess I'm the lawyer against lawyers. They do Ooh. something wrong. Oh wow! You're like like uh, Infernal Affairs or Internal Affairs? <laughs> Kinda. Of. Yeah. Sorry, I, I named right. the uh, the movie. movie. You are watching The Watchmen. Is how that works, right? right? That's right. Is, is that a reference? Yeah, exactly. That is a reference. Nailed Good job. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're going to be playing a two-on-two. Stacy will be teaming up with Jeff. Uh, what team name did you guys want to go with? What did we decide? How about the regulators? <laughs> like Warren G. Ooh, oh, yeah. I'm on board with okay, that. Okay. I'll take that. I'm on. I don't know if Jeff's much of a regulator. I guess he regulates um, any of our mistakes <laughs> loudly. I will say for Je- in Jeff's defense. I'll be regulating anyone who takes my property, Matt. <laughs> anytime, uh, anytime Michael McDonald comes on and Je- Jeff sings it, Perfectly. Talking about, I keep forgetting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. Just like that. Just like that. Never be right. save again. That's for sure. Uh, teaming up will also be Summer and Ken. Uh, I suggested the name Cruel Summer because Ken is cruel and Summer is Summer. There you go. It's great. It's a great name. I'm nothing if not literal. Yeah. Uh, Neil will be team quick draw because he's not allowed to think and he's just answering by himself. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. One time it worked out, the other time it was embarrassing, but I'm just here for the listeners. So right. either way, that's great. We've had a few people say that that's some of their favorite episodes are the Neil solo games. So well, anytime I can make myself look like an ass, I suppose is entertaining. <laughs> All right, if you guys are ready, we're going to send that over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Ken, what did you think of that reading? <laughs> it was great. Okay. <laughs> it was the yeah. best one yet. God. <laughs> Stand you. <laughs> I didn't do it. He cued me. He cued me up for the gag. I can't. What am I going to do? I get do? it. I get it. Hanging? I right. get it. He throws an alley-oop. You take it. All right. Read the first question, please. All right. Let's get going. Are you guys ready for question one? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> If you take a Michael Moore documentary and combine it with a Warhol subject, you get this band that is a bit too into the Super Bowl shuffle. Me and Summer are locked in. I'm locked in. Okay. I guess that leaves us. You guys can talk it out. (laughs) Uh, What are they called? Documentaries I can think of. Roger and Me, Bowling for Columbine, Fahrenheit 9-11, Fahrenheit 11-9. Am I yep. missing one? Yeah, there's. I think there's another one or two in there, but um, we're missing. I'm assuming the um, Warhol subject is uh, tomato soup cans or Campbell's soup cans. Okay. Oh, good call. Um, so bowling for soup, maybe. That makes sense. I'm good with that. We'll go bowling for soup. Locked in with bowling for soup. Uh, cruel summer. Uh, yeah, this chamomile is making me very calm and uh, very focused, and we settled on bowling for soup. And Neil. 
uh, yeah, I saw him live a few times. I got a guitar pick thrown at me. I said, Bowling for Soup. Oh, I get it, 1985. Oh, they're a little preoccupied with 1985. It is Bowling for Soup. Moving on to question two. The deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean shares a name with this U.S. city. There are no sausage races at the bottom, as far as I know. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing you're referring to the sausage races at a baseball game, I think, maybe, where they they run and they fall over all the time. Uh, I'm going to log in. Okay, we're in. All right. I'm kind of lost on this one because I started immediately thinking about the Marianas Trench and the Challenger Deep to realize that's the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, uh, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> I don't get sausage. I don't get the sausage refer- races reference. Is that a sports thing? Yeah, they do that at, at sporting events. Do you yeah. know which sporting event? Uh, nothing. Nothing helpful. No. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> yeah, maybe you two shouldn't have teamed up together. It's a lot of well, overlap. Asking, the- that's what I kind of said. I was like, it's a Matt thing. I'm going to need someone who knows sports because. Yeah. <laughs> going to be a big black hole hey quick draw uh, is still available on the trade line <laughs> <laughs> our first like trade that would be hilarious uh yeah i'm trying to remember uh i know i've heard it but i can't i can't remember cincinnati done is city. cincinnati it is all right locked in with cincinnati quick draw uh i didn't know it at all um i, I did not know the marianas trench was in the pacific uh, actually no i do it actually i do know now because the rock was there uh, and megalodon but anyway um, but oh, uh, I typed in, or I, I wrote down Marianas, and I was like, oh, it's like the Seattle Mariners. So I said Seattle. Oh, a lot of leaps there. Yeah. Well, we were going off the sausage race, right? And yeah. you think it happens where? Well, if this is correct, and I actually got a sports question, I will be shocked. Um, but I am thinking the Milwaukee Brewers, which are known for, I believe, Clement's Sausage. So we said Milwaukee. Now, there's a place just north of Puerto Rico known as Milwaukee Deep, and the answer <laughs> is Milwaukee. Good job, Summer. Wow. That's real, that's really wow. That's my bad. Yeah. I was thinking Milwaukee because they yeah the beer and sausage. They do the yeah. the races in the seventh inning where the, the yeah. sausages run around. I should have known that. And Milwaukee it, it, like means body of water or something like that. So I can't. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's ask Alice Cooper what Milwaukee means. Actually, it's pronounced Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land. I was not aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> good bit, Neil. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Question three. This 1971 film was based on the novel Ratman's Notebook, which is definitely not a prequel to Stuart Little. We're locked in. Uh, Ratman's Notebook. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some friends and I, we call Ken the Rat, so it's not about (laughs) Ken. (laughs) Nope. Nope. I'm going to lock in. Is that uh, potentially Flowers for Algernon? I'm trying to think of notebooks and Mm -hmm. mice. That sounds lovely. I have no idea. Okay. Flowers? Sure. Yeah, we'll go with Flowers for Algernon. Okay. Um, I went with uh, the incorrect answer of uh, Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> okay. Well, as for us, um, I'm thinking of a more classic film with uh, Dustin Hoffman and John Voight. Uh, they call Dustin Hoffman's character a rat all the time. I think maybe his name is even Rizzo the Rat. Yeah. And the Muppets named after him. Uh, he is John Voight's pimp in Midnight Cowboy. Oh. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> uh, so no points for the. Oh. <laughs> It's actually a classic horror movie, Willard. Um, oh, yes. About a child who controls rats. Man, I, I had a lot of information about Midnight Cowboy for a long I, I, I have zero say on that. It's uh, so. that remade by uh, Crispin Glover. Yeah. That mm-hmm. makes sense, though, right? Yeah. No, no, that, that was good right, logic there. there. I'm still proud of my teammate. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Even with a wrong answer. Wrong, Thank wrong, you, sir. wrong. Thank you. All right. Let's try to get some points on the board with this one. Ugh, more sports. Sorry, guys. Uh, the NFC North goes by this nickname, which also makes me thirsty for a Guinness-based drink for some reason. Okay, I'm locked in. It's football, right? 
It I is. was going to say, I somehow got one sports question and I'm out for the rest yeah. of the game. <laughs> you did your one? <laughs> one and done. Yeah, well, that's even more than I was expecting. So. Okay, yeah. So after some discussion, we're going to go ahead and lock in. My thoughts were Dark and Stormy or Crown Float. Like I think Crown Float is Guinness and Cider. Okay. I think Dark and Stormy has something in it. Past that point, I have nothing to offer. <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a drinker. I couldn't even name team in the nfc, in the North? NFC north it's the chicago bears Duh detroit bears. lions <laughs> Duh bears. Okay. Uh, the green bay packers and the uh vikings so those are the four teams i, I don't know none of these are coming to mind I, I would think i would know being in the nfc north but i expected better of you jeff to be honest yeah I'm disappointed i expected better of me most games but uh it's a guinness based drink i would think it's like mixed with something else right i'd be inclined to say dark and stormy because i think that that is a guinness bait okay Right. We'll go dark and stormy. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I, initially I thought of the Irish car bomb, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't think they would name the NFC North like a car bomb <laughs> division. Um, and I believe there's a drink called the black and tan. So I said black and tan. Okay. Yep. Uh, we kind of had the same reasoning. We thought about uh, car bomb, but it didn't seem to make sense as a nickname. We went with black and tan. I did not know which teams were in the NS- <laughs> NFC North, so I thought maybe it was some of the black and gold. Yeah, if it teams, turns out but, uh, it's uh, the Bears and the Vikings, which are both our mm-hmm. technical home teams. <laughs> but uh, we went with <laughs> black and tan. Well, black and tan is very close. It's actually when you mix a Guinness with a blue moon, you get a black and blue it's the black and blue division oh. because after you play a team from there you end up black and blue from bruises just cetera. take a look at uh when Favre was uh in that championship game for the vikings mm-hmm. so when you mix a guinness and a blue moon is it disgusting or yeah a little bit yeah just it depends if you, put the, if you put the orange in it it's tolerable okay <laughs> if you only eat the orange and yeah. dump the beer out yeah. and you get your vitamin c so that's very important <laughs> gotta prevent that scurvy <laughs> All right. Question five is a listener submitted question. Uh, right. If you have a listener submitted question, uh, just send it over to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just pick who you'd like to read it. Um, oh, yeah. Matt and I were talking about this the other day. So a little um, advice on who to send it to. Uh, we've been getting questions that are in our own wheelhouse and then we're not, we, you know, we can read them and whatnot, but give us questions that we normally can't write. Yeah. Uh, we just talking about, cause I, I don't really know history. So send me history, but then I send Matt. some film questions. Yeah. So let's, let's try that for a little while and see how it works. Send me some potpourri. Yeah. Yeah. Just in general potpourri. Cause it yeah. smells nice. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Question five. So this is from Justin Hansen. So thank you, Justin. Designed in 1927 by inventor Edward Haas as a way to distribute his peppermint candy. What brand of iconic toy was originally advertised as a way to quit smoking? I think we're in. Okay, I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, we're going to lock in too. Stacy, how do you feel about the Pez dispenser? 100% is what I wrote down okay, as well. good. So. Then we are winning with the Pez dispenser. Okay, and Neil? Oh, I feel good. Uh, I wrote Pez dispenser. Okay. Pez dispenser. And the answer is Pez dispenser. Yay! That is <laughs> not correct. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question six. This show that premiered in 1997 may never have gotten to broadcast if the show's creators had not passed around the pilot episode as a Christmas card a few years prior. Uh, Team Quick Draw is locked in. Mm -hmm. I have a guess for a show that I think premiered in 1997. Okay, that works for me. Um, Yeah? I'm I'm not... 97 was a year I was alive for, but remember very little. That's what I'm trying to go off of. I will lock in. Wonderful, thank you. Cool, so... You had mentioned... I mean, I'm just thinking time frame, 97. I'm, is that around when, like, Everybody Loves Raymond, you know, King of Queens, 
type sitcoms I were. I think that was around the right time. Presumably passed around the pilot as a Christmas card. Is yeah. it a clue? I mean, that can't be literal. I'm trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> but um, I'm, I will say as a digital Christmas card, if yeah. that helps at all. I'm, I'm okay. s- still good with Raymond. That I was the right time period. I'm good with Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. I don't think I'll come up with anything better than that. All right. We're going to lock with uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, yeah, I just uh, locked in with an incorrect answer, I believe, of Frasier. Okay. So I I believe I started grade nine in 97, so I have a bit of a reference point, and I think that was the year that 70s show started, mm. and the pass mm. around made me think about them smoking weed and passing it around. That is genius, if it's right. So that's what I went with. Well, uh, the pilot episode was Jesus versus Santa. Uh, oh, it was made entirely with mm. cardboard and cutout, and it was South Park. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yes, no points for anybody. I still love Dang their it. answer and stand by it. Yeah, that semi show is a good show, though. That was really good reasoning there. Yeah, good Stacey. logic behind that. <laughs> All right, so um, just recapping the score really quick uh, Cruel Summer has 30 points. Uh, what'd you guys settle on? The Regulators? The Regulators. You guys also have 20, 20. points. Mm hmm. And uh, Quick Draw over there has 20 points. Yeah, and since uh, the Regulators and Quick Draw both have 20 points, uh, trade trade line is open for the next five. Just saying. It. <laughs> Let's do this. I'll, I'll go on Stacy's team, and then if, if we do better than 20, <laughs> then I'll stay on the team. If we do le- worse than 20, then I'll leave and go back to Quick Draw. If you if you really need a teammate, I don't care. I, I'm here for the fun of the it's game. It's a deal. triviality first. We have two great guests here. Let's mm-hmm. just try something. All right. Trade. All right. Trade right. deadline. Trade, trade shenanigans. Trade deadline acquisition. It fits Matt's sports motif. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to move on to question seven. Uh, in 1962, Crayola renamed one of their crayons Peach, changing it from this name. It was the first time they changed a uh, name. I'm locked in. I think uh, if they lock in, I think I have a, a line on this, Stacy. I'm so torn. <laughs> I'm like 50-50. I feel like... I thought you were going to say you're like Natalie and I Berlia. would say because it is <laughs> more targeted right. to children, I don't know if they would do that. Okay. So that's I, a good, I'm that's more a good thought. Okay. That. We are in. So, Stacey, I, the line of thinking that I have is that it was something like flesh or skin. Yeah, 100%. I was actually impressed that it was 1962. I would have assumed it was much later. <laughs> yeah, me too. For them yeah, to too. realize that would be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one do you, do you like better? I don't know how specific he wants us to be, but... All right, I'm going flesh. Okay, so we're going to lock in with flesh, uh, Buffalo Bill's favorite crayon. All right, new quick draw? <laughs> yeah, I went skin, assuming that they were being uh, unintentionally racist. Okay. So, so we were thinking between flesh and nude. Yeah, and I then... thought targeting towards children, I don't know that they would have nude mm-hmm. as the title. Um, so we did go with flesh, even though it's... Which is still weird, but... A weird yeah. weird name, but... Uh, well, the answer is flesh. All nice. right. All right. Good work, Ken. Team regulators off to a great start. <laughs> Halfway there <laughs> to leaving uh, Jeff as a bench warmer. Regulators 2.0. Yeah, uh, right. I have a good feeling that Neil's going to know this one too. Uh, <laughs> question eight. Even though he's from Chicago, Steve Urkel would have fit right in in Wisconsin with this dance being the vis- the official dance of the state. Yeah, I'm locked in. We're locked in too. All right. Anything on this one, Stacy? I I don't know. Square dance? I don't I don't. I'm. I don't think I have any inroad in it. I know. I'm trying to remember now. I, when he said I would know it, and then I, I got nervous. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do that before every question. <laughs> but I just stopped listening because I was like, "Well, Neil's got this." Yeah. I know, and see that—that's all the pressure. Uh, so it's basically what dance did Urkel do on Family Matters? Um, I, I know what it looks like. It looks like the Pee Wee dance. <laughs> 
the Pee Wee Herman dance. Sorry. Can you do an example? Can you show me what it looks like? I, I'm pretty sorry. sure. Uh, yes. Sherry, where are we recording this? <laughs> yeah, let me just get my phone real quick. I'm trying to remember. Um, For the audience, Neil is standing up and doing the Urkel dance. Something with cheese, maybe, or Kelly uh, cheese. <laughs> Trying to think of a Wisconsin thing, milk um, pack. Or no. It's a very Wisconsin-heavy um, <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. What, what's up with that? Uh, I was driving by the Mars Cheese Castle and I was inspired. Okay, we're just gonna go okay. with um, with cheese. Sure. All right, locking in with cheese. The old cheese dance. Regulator Jeff. Ah, I, I'm quick draw now. Oh, yeah. Remember quick draw? <laughs> I got I got traded. It's too confusing at the deadline. Uh, so uh, no, he plays. Uh, he plays the accordion, and there's a heavy German population in Wisconsin, so it's got to be the polka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also said polka. Polka it is. I'm sorry. I forgot he played the, the accordion. That was my bad. Oh, me too. That was gettable. I know. It was gettable. All right. Question nine. A little bit of history. Unforced error mm. by Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Folded under the pressure because I, I said he might know it. <laughs> what a problem. Yeah, do it for the rest of these. Uh, question nine. Neil will not know this one. What famous 11th century battle is the Bayou Tapestry depicting? According to the conservator of the tapestry, the Bayou Tapestry is one of the supreme achievements of the Norman Romanesque. I could probably lock in. I, I, I trust you implicitly. I don't need to, to talk to you like Jeff does. That's why I'm a better teammate. I'm doing Neil's run through the alphabet to see if anything else What's jumps What's a battle? Oh, I like that that's a thing that you remember. That's sweet. <laughs> well, I was already doing it and thought that was just normal. And then they like specifically oh, it's not called normal. you out mm-hmm. on it. And that's, I was like, oh. I always do it. Like, right. I yelled Constantly. At. You know this one, Jeff? No. The thing is, no. I can't come up with another battle. Yeah. All right, team, quick draw. What do you got? I'm just going to tap out. And I'm thinking like All right. wars, not specific battles. All right, so Jeff has no answer. Um, what did you guys have? Stacey, what did we have? <laughs> okay. Uh, when I think of 11th century battles, and you mentioned Norman, Norman Conquest, so it would be the Battle of Hastings in 1066. All right. Wow, that was a lot of detail. Uh, we just said Thermopylae. Ah, it is the Battle of Hastings. Oh, nice. William the Conqueror. Good job. Good ah. job. I can't believe Stacy didn't know that I have a tattoo of the Battle of Hastings <laughs> on my back. <laughs> That's how I knew it. That's why I said I'll lock in. Oh, she's, she actually checks out my Instagram. It's fine. That's what she knows. <laughs> Good assist by Neil. Question 10. Gets a point for that. The Nova check is a pattern that is trademarked by this high-end fashion house. I don't think that that qualifies. Just taking a stab at like one at like 20 high-end fashion I houses. Would, I would like, think but of. I think, high, yeah, high-end... But, I mean, if you smoke like I smoke, you've got to step to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking like... Uh, what are you thinking over there? Um, the only fashion that I can think of that has like a signature pattern is Burberry. Like their... Yeah, Burberry their was the plaid. first... Yeah, that was the first thing I wrote down. Uh, mostly because of my resentment that I can't afford their scarves. Um, <laughs> yeah, their stuff is pretty sweet. Uh, but I do love Burberry. Uh, looks really cool. Yeah, so Burberry, I mean, I wrote down like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and Prada, but I, I'm trying to remember. The only other one I can think of is um, Coach because they um, they have the two C's, the C's. That, yeah, that intersect and they always put those on their purses. Um, I also be- like Louis Vuitton because they, they have that signature. Like all of their luggage is made of that same. Oh, it's got like the LV, right? Yeah. Um, New stretch hmm. goal, uh, Burberry suits all around. Yeah, Burberry suits. <laughs> well, you know what? And the reason I like that is uh, Burberry, I feel like, is a type of fashion, but I feel like Louis Vuitton lends itself to be called a fashion house because it's been around for so long. Yeah, uh, I like Louis Vuitton better. Let's yeah. do that. All right. We'll lock in with that. Well, initially, I had drawn the uh, that ugly pattern that's on the Vera Bradley purses. 
which I, uh, I no offense to anybody paisley. who likes those, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a little unclear what was doodled. Um, Definitely not high fashion. Yeah, that was our discussion. We talked about similarly Prada Gucci Chanel, um, and eventually we also thought about Louis Vuitton and their. I don't even know what exactly to call that signature pattern, but it could possibly be trademarked the Nova Check. So we locked in Louis Vuitton. Okay. Same and here. I said Louis Vuitton. Oh, we should make a stretch goal for those Nova Check suits. It is Burberry. Oh. Oh, oh dang it. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said Burberry, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> All right, going into the swing round, we have Team Cruel Summer with 50, Team Quick Draw with 30, and the Regulators with 40. So it's a very close game. And the regulators is uh, going to stay Stacy and Neil. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah. Just because we did better than quick draw that first round. So I'm just glad to hear that I wasn't booted off because we did the same <laughs> going solo. Yeah. That's usually not how that will work. Yeah, Neil's, Neil's like, I want Jeff. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, really, it's really rude. <laughs> we love our guests. That's what we're getting at. <laughs> All right. Today's swing round is a little bit different than how we usually do them. Uh, going back to 1992, there have been 27 winners of the MTV Movie Awards Movie of the Year. Uh, using 10 guesses, I need you to name as many as possible. Uh, twist on this round, you can name less, and if they're all correct, you will double your score. If you get one wrong, though, you just get five points for each of them right. So if you're sure on less than them, you can name less than the 10, and then you'll actually double your score. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay, so there's no clues. We're just naming him. Yep, it goes back from 1992 to 2018. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Everybody is locked in with their lists. Um, and let's hear them. We'll start with Jeff. Uh, Jeff, what's a movie on your list? All right. You're going you're gonna to see a theme for some of these. Uh, it's based solely on the fact that I recently was looking up Jim Carrey trivia. And uh, fun fact, he has more MTV movie awards than any other person with nine. So um, I just wrote uh, a bunch of Jim Carrey movies. So we'll, we'll start there. So I said, uh, The Mask. The Mask is not on the list. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> All right. Uh, Stacey and Neil. Uh, we've had T2 Terminator. 1992 T2 Judgment Day. Uh, we started out with Hunger Games. 
um, which Hunger Games? One. The first one. <laughs> I believe that's Catching Fire, and that was 2014. Catching Fire is number two. Number two. Oh, then. So, no. So, no. That is incorrect. Because <laughs> it can't just be vague, like, in the No, cannon. because you would get very many of these right. <laughs> this one. You'll okay, notice well, a theme, too, with some of these. Class. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, what Jim Carrey movie did you put next? Uh, the Truman Show. That Jim, <laughs> the Truman Show is not on the list. <laughs> That's prime MTV. Uh, Your viewer. bold strategy yeah. is it's not quick there. draw. I'm doing Eternal Sunshine next. Spoilers. Uh, okay. uh, Stacy, what'd you say next? Uh, we said Titanic. 1998 Titanic. We uh, had that also one as well. Titanic also as well. All right. Um, and then you guys? Uh, we did Twilight, the first one. Twilight 2009. We had that as well. I had that. All right. Points for everyone there. So we did all Jim Carrey and, and Twilight, all Twilight movies. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff. What's the next one on your list? Uh, I said uh, we'll go back to uh, Jim Carrey. I said Bruce Almighty. No Bruce Almighty here. Stacy. Uh, we had Black Panther. Black Panther, two thousand and eighteen. Yeah, should have remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we in sticking with movies that are from books. We did the first Harry Potter. There is no Harry Potter on the list. Yeah. Ooh, good thing we didn't go with that, Stacy. Was a risk. <laughs> Uh, Jeff uh, I said Ace Ventura Ace Ventura not on the list Neil and Stacy um, this one um, we just figured it would be on the list and we weren't sure if it was the first second or third one but we just for um, easy sake we went the Fellowship of the Ring 2002 Lord of the Rings the Fellowship of the Ring I should have thought about that Neil hates that franchise <laughs> <laughs> alright next we went with Avengers the Avengers, 2013. I had that one. Jeff had that one, too? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jeff, what's next on your list? Uh, I'll go back. Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> also, not on the what's list. What's subtitle? Uh, it's When Nature Calls. Because yeah. Yeah. the original one's Pet Detective. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Stacy and Neil. Yeah, uh, along the same train, we, we thought of big franchises, and we know the most recent Star Wars franchise. I remember J.J. Abrams holding up the golden popcorn, and I'm just hoping it's the first one, which he directed, which would be Force Awakens. 2016, The Force Awakens. We, we also, also had that. All right. Ken and Summer? We did Avatar. Avatar is not on the mm. list. You're kidding. What? That's rising. What year is Avatar? Uh, 2007? No, 8? No, oh, 9? Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. As Arnold Schwarzenegger calls it, Avada. <laughs> uh, Jeff? I'm going to go back to Twilight. I'm going to go Breaking Dawn Part 1. Breaking Dawn Part 1, 2012. Oh, wow. Me. What? <laughs> well, I can cross another one off the list because <laughs> our next one was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, Guardians of the Galaxy, not on the list. Oh. Uh, Neil and Stacy? Uh, so for our final pick, we actually went conservative and trying to, to get the bonus points. Uh, we are hoping that this last one is on it. We said The Matrix. The Matrix in the year 2000. Awesome. Ooh. I should have thought about that one. I can yeah. kind of remember that. So Same your here. list has done how many did you have? Um, five, ten. Seven. Yeah, seven. So 35, and you're doubling that, so you'll be getting 70 points for this mid-round. Nice work. All right, we had uh, two left on our list. Uh, okay. Gladiator and Dark Knight. All right, Gladiator 2001. Uh, Dark Knight did not win. Oh, that's surprising. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, that is surprising. Over Gladiator. I mean, that it, Gladiator got it over that. And Jeff, do you have anything left? On I do. Five? I have Twilight, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2 did not win. I believe the Avengers won that. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I also have uh, Twilight Eclipse to get all of the Twilight movies. Uh, Twilight Eclipse was 2011. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
You did you did forget New Moon, which was 2010. Oh, I thought that was the first one I said, Twilight. There's two of them. Um, no, it's Twilight, New Moon. Yeah. Okay, there's five movies? Yes, there <sighs> yes. are. There's two okay. Breaking, Breaking Dawn, right. part one and part okay. two. All right. <laughs> the ones that we missed, we'll go through these uh, quickly. 1993, A Few Good Men. Mm. 1994, Menace to Society. Oh. 95, Pulp Fiction. 96, oh. 7. 1997, Scream. Uh, 1999, There's Something About Mary. Uh, 2003, The Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. 2004, The Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. Swept. 2005, Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) 2006, Wedding Crashers. 2007, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. 2008, Transformers. Um, Over Dark Knight. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. Uh, The Fault in Our Stars, which we all saw in the theater, I'm sure. John Green makes me cry. And 2017, Beauty and the Beast. Mm. If I'm honest, I was pretty sure fun. about Twilight because I remember thinking that the movies were not great. But, you know, people do. All right. After that swing round, the regulators adding 70 by going conservative and doubling their score, getting up to 110. Stacy back the right pony. <laughs> <laughs> team Quick Draw adding 20 to get to 50. And Team Cruel Summer adding 25 to get to 75. All right. Um, scores Still looking a little it. better. So, <laughs> All right. You guys ready for round two? Yeah, it's yes. rock and roll. All right. At one point in truce discussions between these two nations, they had to call a special meeting to discuss the size of the flags each side could bring to the meeting as they had kept getting bigger each day in an effort to upstage the other. So uh, this does seem like an old-timey-er sort of prank to me, so I like your answer, Summer. Okay. So we'll lock in. So, uh, Matt, just to confirm, you want the nations? Yes. Okay. So, Stacey, I, I could be wrong, um, but I, I get a lot of my news from Twitter. Uh, and I remember, I think, seeing something about uh, Trump and Kim Jong-un, uh, their, their people calling each other back and forth, saying they wanted the flags to be bigger, and it, it kept getting bigger. And that's why when they met, there's like so many flags all over the place. But I'm not that, sure. Yeah. That seems like something ridiculous that both those two individuals would do. So, I that okay all right so we're, we're gonna lock in so north u.s korea? and north korea yes but... yeah u.s and north korea uh yeah i agree with that i said u.s and north korea well we did not uh, spot this news story clearly <laughs> we uh, went very Engl- opposite yeah we went old timey and went with uh, england and france as a uh, the mad king george says in hamilton now i'm fighting with france and with spain so <laughs> we did england and france so the answer I have is North and South Korea. Um, oh. And this was in their joint security area. It's sometimes called the Truce Village. Um, it's a mm. very small room. The only place the that DMZ. They, yeah. It's the only place that they'll meet face to face. And they were running out of space in the room because people kept bringing in <laughs> bigger and bigger flags. Um, so they had, yeah. We had half the right countries, Neil. Yeah, I know. Sorry, Stacey. It seemed like a North oh. Korea. I, I think. Don't I, apologize. I, I was fully supporting of that. I think what you and I misremember is the fact that um, North Korea and the U.S. kept like moving their flags forward or backwards so that in the depth of field they would like it was North some, Korea's flag would seem larger. Yeah, there was, were flag shenanigans. Which, yeah. Um, yeah. If we get any comments or letters about it, I'm aware that there were flag shenanigans between North, <laughs> North Korea and the U.S. <laughs> um, so, there you go. Moving on to question two. What is Dennis the Menace's last name? Uh, no relation to the jazz swingman who'd really like you to refer to him as Spida. Oh, jazz, like Utah jazz. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like yeah. swinging time, like, jazz, like jazz swingman. Like, yes. yes. Sorry. <laughs> Utah jazz swingman. And you said Spida? Yeah. How do you spell that? S-P-I-D-A. Okay. Uh, we are in. Thanks to Summer. Well, 
let's not thank me yet. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you're in? Yep. Okay. So this is what I'm thinking, Stacy. Um, I'm trying to think of famous Utah jazz players. And obviously the, the big three are um, Carl Malone, John Stockton. Um, the the web, or I mean the Spida clue makes me think of, I think Spud Webb, he was a basketball player. I don't know if he was on the jazz. Um, mm. So I don't know if Webb would be a good last name. Um, but John Stockton, I don't know if they called him Spider. He was very like elusive. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a nickname they would give him though. I don't know. Malone? Okay. Malone? Yeah, we'll go we'll go Malone. Dennis Malone. All right, locked in with Dennis Malone. Jeff? I too am employing the Carl Malone strategy here of just taking all of the shots, so I said Carl Malone. Okay. We were about to go with Malone, but uh Summer said Um, yeah, I mean we went through the three of Hornacek, Stockton, and Malone. Um we went with Stockton just assuming that perhaps Malone wasn't it um, in various discussions here in the studio. So we did Stockton. All right. Well, this is a current player, so no points okay, for anybody. Well. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, he was uh, in running for Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, goes by Donovan Spida Mitchell. Last name is Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell. Which in this room, huh. I probably should have gone with a Trubisky clue instead. Yep. So probably. Yeah. Could you please? Got to read the room. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. We have out-of-town guests. Yeah, from possibly Salt Lake City. (laughs) (laughs) All right, question three. LD50 is the lethal dose of a chemical that will kill 50% of a test group. What is the LD50 of coffee, given one coffee equals approximately eight ounces, and the numbers are based on the median average of a 165-pound person? Um, So how many cups of coffee will kill um, approximately 50% of a test group? Um, and I'm going to give you within... Is Neil part of the test group? Or? <laughs> uh, I do yeah. drink a lot of coffee. Oh, yes. Uh, within 15%. I thought I heard this study, but okay. um, we're going to go go ahead and lock in. Okay. All right. Uh, what's your gut telling you as far as like how many eight-ounce cups of coffee do you think would take to kill half the, amount, or the population of the test group or whatever? A hundred? I don't know. That seems low. I don't know. I have no reference point. I feel like... Well, I'm trying to think. So, um, eight ounces of coffee. I, I can't remember if it's, uh, it might be like 32 milligrams of caffeine per cup of coffee, it's roughly. Uh, it's either 32 or 60. I can't remember. So, if you think about. <laughs> Matt's shaking his no, head. No, because he's not good. This isn't going to go anywhere. He's like, oh, you got to so carry how, the water. <laughs> now, how much caffeine does it take? Neil, to, what's Neil, the half life of oh, caffeine? Well, it's diluted by seven in your bloodstream. <laughs> Add rather. 6% income tax. <laughs> Neil plus math is usually not a good thing. <laughs> Pick a number. Uh, okay, so we have eight ounces. Uh, yep. So that wasn't the clue. Um, how about um, it, you said it would kill half the amount of people? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm thinking between eighteen cups of coffee and twenty-seven cups of coffee. Oh, I say twenty-seven. Okay, we're gonna lock in with twenty-seven. Okay. Jeff. Hey, uh, Matt. What's the lethality of Mudvayne? Um, but weirdly, based on Catherine Heigl, and uh, and I also went 27. Okay. Interesting. We went 50. You guys are all a little low. Uh, Stacy, what did you say originally you were thinking? 100. Well, the answer is 118 with an acceptable range of 100 to 135. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you, you'd have to drink a lot of coffee to to coffee yourself to death. Neil's halfway there. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm always halfway there. 
All right. Uh, next is is question five, right? Dirty secret. Starbucks doesn't want you to Four. know. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, I did write then. Uh, that would actually cost approximately $250 at Starbucks if you're... Oh, I spend that in about a month. Yeah. <laughs> but you would get so many points and free stars. <laughs> How quickly would you have to drink that? I mean, it's like it's instant, so it's not like necessarily possible. I was gonna say, is this like eat, you know, yeah. eleven bananas in one I sitting? I believe it's, and it's like paralyzed. thirteen shots of alcohol. Do you eat eleven bananas in one sitting? I do not. Oh, yeah. well, there's yeah, there's like that. It's a lot of potassium, right? If you yeah. eat a certain amount, you become temporarily paralyzed because of an overdose of potassium. How many like, bananas do you have to eat to be permanently paralyzed? Well, yeah, it'll kill you. But that's what I'm saying. Temporarily, how like many? This, you know, <laughs> I don't know. So instead of death question over there. So what you're saying is instead of lethal injection, we You'd should just make someone radioactive. Eat eleven eat a bananas. A lot of bananas. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just want to know what's temporary. <laughs> like, do you sit here for you know 45 minutes? So your or? sodium potassium <laughs> pumps revive. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So for this round, I have two question five listener submitted questions. Uh, first one coming from old friend David Ruffetto. Thank you for continuously always sending us questions. We appreciate it. Uh, this one, I believe Ken will get, and I don't have a lot of faith in other people. Right. Uh, <laughs> I love my teammate. Yay, me. What post-hardcore band, fronted by Daryl Palumbo, shares its name with a boxing term? Do you uh, like post-hardcore, Stacy? I don't know what that is. Okay. She's more pre-hardcore. I was going to say, Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of screaming What's and loud guitars. Of a post-hardcore How band? dare you? I've seen, hold on, I, I've seen the guy, I've seen this band. They opened for Circus Survive at House of Blues, right? Yes. <laughs> what the <laughs> were they called? <laughs> I saw them. I hung out with them. They're nice guys. I would oh. like this band, Matt, right? Oh my God, it's Attack Maybe. Attack, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Crabcore. <laughs> Stick Stickly? Uh, yes. Right to me, Stick Stickly, P.O. Box 963. Do it. Do what they do in boxing. Tap out. Oh. <laughs> You're going to be greasy fast. <laughs> You're going to be <laughs> lightning. <laughs> Crap and thunder. What was the line from Parks and Rec that's really great? The insult about uh, Million Dollar Baby? Oh, every time it's you like watch Million Dollar Baby, you're the kind of person right. who roots that's for the stool. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, such a bad burn. Should, no. Should. All right, we're out. We're done. You're tapping? You're giving up? Um, all right, so what terms do you have, Stacey? And I'll just say mine. We'll see if it sticks. Okay. Below the belt. Okay. Rope-a-dope. And on the ropes. Rope-a-dope, on the rope. Below. I below on the ropes is an emo band. Below yeah, the belt. Something it's below it's seems like close to me. I wrote uppercut, which kind of sounds like a... Send the pain below? That's Chevelle. Kind of sounds like a post-hardcore band. It's um, pre-hardcore. I have left hook, right hook. Um, knuckle puck is not, but they're a band. Um, yeah, I'll let you pick uh, whatever one you think out of those. Oh, God. What did you just say? I said uh, either like uppercut or... Blow. I like uppercut. Uppercut? Okay. We're locked in. Jeffrey? I picked a different metal band. I said Throwdown. Okay. <laughs> it's not Throwdown. It is not Throwdown. And their album, Hey Maker. And you tapped out? Uh, something like Prize Fighter or... Prize Fighter is another band, but not right. Or Prize Fighter Inferno, I think. Is <sighs> but the so... answer is Glassjaw. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that. Well, no that, way. Well, that would have right, that's not the band I was thinking of. Oh. <laughs> so you were thinking all that time for no for nothing, huh? <laughs> yeah. Because you you alluded to Glassjaw before. I so talked about Glassjaw all the yeah, time. Yeah, I was wondering if it was going to be another Glassjaw reference, but I didn't realize they were a band. So. Well, but thank you, David Ruffetto, for that question. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thank you, indeed. Immensely. Thank I enjoyed you, David. it, too. I do like Glassjaw. Just for the record, I was not thinking of Glassjaw. <laughs> for the record, I've never heard of them, so I oh. could have been no help. 
Yeah, everybody search out their albums, I guess. Yeah. Or don't. You, I don't know. If you like that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you're into that. All right, this next question five is from Tim Bean from Pinehurst, North Carolina. Thank you, Tim. This man-made object has voyaged through the solar system and recently interstellar space since its launch date on September 5th, 1977. Traveling at 11 miles per second, it is roughly 13 billion miles from our planet, making it the most distant spacecraft from Earth. What is the name of this spacecraft? Okay, we're locked in. Okay. Anything, Stacy? No. Hmm. I space it's a bit of a void for me. It um, is kind of a void for for everyone. <laughs> uh, is there? Do you think it could it be like a satellite or like a um, a telescope? Maybe the Spud Web Space Telescope. Two people will appreciate that joke. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like if something they sent up in the 70s that's out there that maybe taking pictures or just orbiting. I'm just trying to think. I'm sorry. I'm 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 just going to be guessing a word. I I can't. I have nothing to grasp. Okay. What what's your word guess? I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know. Oh, like you just don't Gemini have Gemini or <laughs> Gemini. Just pick something. Uh, yeah, Gemini. Gemini sounds I feel pretty like that's, cool. I think that's actually something. So. Yeah, I like it. It is. It was the two manned missions that they did before yeah, Apollo. But it's what I mean. Like I doubt they would reuse it. But but we aren't going to pull anything better. Yeah. Capricorn. Yeah, I'm a Capricorn. We'll be Capricorn too. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, you said Voyage in the question and kind of threw me off because I thought it was called Voyager and we're going to go with Voyager. Yeah, I believe it's Voyager 2. The answer is Voyager 1. Is it? And I'm going to give credit to Ken and Summer. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you were cocky. (laughs) (laughs) Question 6. Supermodel Stephanie Seymour played the bride in the music video for this 80s band. Hopefully the weather didn't make it a rough shoot. Uh, I'm, uh, I have this one for sure. Uh, okay. Stacy. I'm pretty sure I know it too, but I, I actually, well, we can talk it out. You then. Lock in. No, you no, lock no, that's in. okay. Lock in. Go ahead. Yeah. We are, uh, pretty confident it's November rain. So it'll be guns and roses. Okay. Yeah. Yep. November rain, guns and roses. Yeah. yeah I didn't know this one. <laughs> All right. The answer is guns and roses. <laughs> All right. Back on the board. Back Stacey. on the board. All right. Here's one. I think that everyone's going to get. In 2017, Tom Brady utilized the TB12 method to become the oldest man to win the NFL MVP award. Which NBA superstar was able to deliver an outstanding performance (laughs) in his age 35 season to become the oldest player to win the NBA MVP? Well, despite (laughs) that huge hint, (laughs) this graphic also displayed during the Bears game that we were all watching together last night, I'm pretty sure, didn't it? Yeah, I, maybe. I don't seems, know. I, I'm going to talk to my familiar. teammate about it, though. Okay. So you're locked in? Yeah, we're locked in. So, Stacy, I know earlier before we recorded, you were talking about um, your favorite NBA star. Because you don't really watch NBA, but you said your favorite NBA star was known as the Mailman, which I think is his clue he's alluding to. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Carl Malone. Carl, there it is. She got Carl. Uh, we're going to go with Carl Malone yeah. on that All one. All right. For those not in the studio, Matt actually winked when he said delivered and pulled yeah. out a parcel from his yeah. mailbag. Yes. <laughs> uh, reveal, and I unzipped my hoodie, revealing my Mr. Zip shirt. Was, <laughs> You've been holding that mailbag for a year and a half, and I've been waiting for you to uh, use it in a question. Yes. Yeah, so we Also put Carl Malone. Hmm. Yeah. The answer is Carl Malone. <laughs> Great job, 35, everyone. Thirty-five, yeah. It's yeah. surprising. I feel old. Well, and it is crazy because uh, Tom Brady was forty, and Barry Bonds was uh, forty when he won the MLB MVP. So in basketball, pretty much after thirty-five, it's you're pretty much. I feel like the hockey guys like Herb or something. Herb. It was like from nineteen twenty-three. So yeah. ah, you play a little hockey, do you? You see, <laughs> yeah, shoot a little okay. puck, huh? All right, question eight. 
The Economist magazine releases a special index that is used to measure the purchasing power parity between nations using the price of what jingle-worthy food item as the benchmark. Yeah, I'm locked in. Uh, all right, so Stacy, usually uh, on my free time when I'm driving, I, I often think about purchase purchasing power parity. Um, <laughs> but today I'm on a blank, so what, what are you thinking? We all know it's me. I'm quite certain it's a Big Mac index. Oh, yeah. Um, the jingle being this special sauce. Mm. Oh, yeah, you know what? Blah, 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 that blah. totally sounds right. I've seen movies where they all go, oh, Big Mac index. Um, that's the only <laughs> yeah. way I'm getting to yeah, that question. Yeah, say the Big Mac index. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, this whole night I've been, it's all 1927 here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine to lock that in if, if that's good with you. Okay. Sure. All right. We're going to call that the BMI, Big Mac Index. You shouldn't. <laughs> that would be the system. body mass index. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I Heavily, heavily correlated <laughs> with a Big Mac. You might go hand in hand. <laughs> Look, weird. when I talk about purchasing power parity, I go, yo, give me that BMI. Yeah. Okay. You don't. I'm also loving this answer. I said the Big Mac. <laughs> oh, well, I absolutely insisted that we go with Hot Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> And the answer is the Big Mac index. Yes. Nice job, Stacey. Uh, Basically comparing how much it would cost to buy a Big Mac across countries. That was worth it for Mm -hmm. the... Yeah, I thought so. How many Big Macs have you had across country? Any or... (laughs) Can't can't say I've had any, actually. Mm. It's a shame. It's not what I seek out on my She's going for a hike, so... (laughs) (laughs) You've got to clog the arteries first. I I fuel my hikes with Big Macs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question nine, a little more straightforward here. Uh, What is the accepted rhyme scheme of a limerick? I'm pretty sure about this. Okay. I'm locked in. How how are we supposed to answer this? Is there like a, is it like a a pattern? A pattern? Mm -hmm. I think I have an idea. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm, me too. Are you guys locked in? Yes. Okay. What are you thinking? I think it's A-A-B-B-A. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking too. So I was thinking like, yeah, there once was a car that lived in a bar. There was a a guy named Silly. (laughs) I wow. can't go. I can't. Sorry, I can't go any further. There once was a man from Nantucket. He lived his whole life in a bucket. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Then I'm, what I'm happens? I'm fine with this. Thumb pulled out then a what happens? And then Tell he just said. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying it's. There you uh, go. Yeah. Do you know hey. I never knew what happened to the oh, man I from Nantucket? Oh, I thought it was way dirty. No, because I always stopped, and then I didn't oh know what God. happened to him, and now I do, so I feel a lot better. What happened to the man from Nantucket? That's what we need to know. So we'll we'll lock in with A A B B A, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I went Sega Cheat Code, A-A-B-B-A. Mm-hmm. And I selected my favorite Swedish band and added an A in front of it <laughs> as well. And the answer is A-A-B-B-A. Yeah. And then I wrote, write a funny limerick tomorrow, and then I never did. So I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Matt's got like show notes for like jokes yeah. now. I don't know who he thinks he is. That but. was a fail. All right. There once were four guys who host. Trivia, they one most of likely them, boast. I say, or one of them had the most. They had a few guests put them to the test and then <laughs> yes they, they fled for the coast yeah. they went and ate toast all right that works well, too yeah they Great. fled for the coast that was all stacy yeah. where are the cream of the crop rhymes yeah if only question 10 this is the latin phrase for reverse order and it's also a 1988 film starring a judge because it's Judge Reinhold, isn't yep. it? That's what I just... I'm literally writing down Judge Reinhold? I, wanted to, I, just, I just looked at Matt and I was just going to go, my name is Judge. <laughs> I literally was I like, knew 100%. is that his joke? Well, I don't know any Judge Reinhold uh, movies my name besides Richmond uh, High and Santa Claus. I was going to say the Santa Claus. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will lock in unless you're okay. summer comes with, up with something. Okay, you're locked in. Okay, are you locked in? Yeah, I'm. Okay. I'm good. 
I, I believe uh, the 88 film, it's starring Judge Reinhold. That's his clue. I think it's vice versa. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? That means reverse order. Okay. All right. We're going to lock up vice versa. All right. Jeff? Uh, I went with the classic mock trial with Jay Reinhold. <laughs> All right. That is not correct. Ken wrote down the classic reverso, which <laughs> I decided to go with something that's at least Latin, and we said six emperor tyrannis. Oh. To tyrants. Ah. Yeah. The answer is vice versa. Uh, I thought it was a priori uh. to Judge Reinhold. <laughs> yeah, that's where he, he switches. No, it's a freaky, it's a freaky Friday type movie. With a Fred Savage? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ah, as uh, chronicled on Moviality. That's right. That's correct. Which will be coming back at some which point. Is on hold. Yeah, it's on hold. Hiatus. Got a little busy. All right, going into the final, we have the Regulators at 160, uh, Team Quickdraw at 80, and Team Cruel Summer with 115. Oh. All right, so before we get into the final, uh, we wanted to thank our patrons, uh, especially Summer and Stacy being in studio, reminded us that we wanted to thank all of our patrons. And Jeff, why don't you tell people how they can become patrons? Well, uh, you can support the show directly for as little as uh, $1 a month at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. $1 a day. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for not saying that. If you are interested in some of the um, bonuses and perks that we have over on that site and you'd like to support us, we would be very much appreciative of that. And again, that is patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. Yeah, just to add, if you're at the uh, United States champion or uh, higher, uh, one thing that people haven't been sending in is you can send in a rules breakdown. Oh, so yes. if you want to get a script from us just like our rules guy you can record your own uh, version of it any way you want it could be with music without music it could be a poem it could be a limerick it doesn't really matter uh just record that let us know and uh we'll air it on the show even though we love rules guy we have no problem bumping him yeah. Yeah. your individual rules bump him right out of the green room the other thing i forgot about is uh we have t-shirts now which means if you're also a supporter at that level you get discounts on on swag so that's true. Yeah. Uh, just reach out to us or it'll be posted somewhere because uh, this is recorded in the past. So it'll we're be not in sh- the show notes or you can go with a uh, link on our website. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. I will let you, I'll tell you the categories. You will wager between zero and 30 up to the points you have. Um, the first category, that's got to be Kane. Category two, and that's the bottom line. Category three, you will never forget the name Gold Dust. Yes, I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Category four, know your role and shut your mouth. There you go. Category five, I am the game. All right, the wagers are locked in. You guys ready for the questions? Yes. 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 (laughs) Thank you. Purple confirmation. Yes, that's all I'm asking for. Exit row rules. (laughs) Yes. All right. In category one, that's got to be Kane. There were three sleds made for Citizen Kane two of which burned up during filming. Which famous director outdueled his competition to pr- purchase the remaining one at auction in 1986 for just over $60,000? All right. In category two, and that's the bottom line, U.S. law requires biz- businesses that release financial statements to the public and companies that are publicly traded on stock exchanges and indexes to follow GAAP guidelines. What does GAAP stand for? In category three, you'll never forget the name gold dust. The gold standard in space measurement, this unit is roughly the distance from the Earth to the sun. In category four, know your role and shut your mouth. This is the term for the leading female singer in an opera and also a term that may have been associated with each of the guys in the studio. Category five, I am the game. In video games, when a character is seen as overpowered, the developers will sometimes update the game with a patch making the character less dominating. 
This is often referred to in the community as this word, which usually makes me think of John Elway throwing 100-yard bombs. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, looks like all the answers are locked in, uh, so let's get some of those answers. Uh, Category one, um, who was that famous director, Jeff? Uh, I wagered 10 points on this one, and I'm pretty sure I've heard this before. I believe it's Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, So team uh, regulators, we wagered... Five, uh, I tried my best to pretend I didn't know the answer, but I did. And uh, that would be Steven Spielberg, who owns the Rosebud Sled. Yep, uh, we bet 20. I thought this sounded like something uh, Martin Scorsese would do because uh, he's so interested in old film and film preservation. But Summer caught the word duel in the question, and we went with Steven Spielberg. I yeah. thought you, you could tell like immediately when Neil's like, oh, I don't have it, that it was full of crap. <laughs> 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 it's really hard to write Spielberg questions in this room and not have Neil know it immediately. But um, all right. Um, so moving on to question two, um, and that's the bottom line. Uh, what are the GAAP guidelines, Jeff? I think that's generally accepted accounting practices. Right. And how much did you wager? I wagered 10. Okay. Oh, that sounds really good. We wagered five, and we went with gross annual accrued profit. And we also wagered in Oakland 5, and we went with... Yeah, we did something eerily similar to that. We said gross annual accumulated profit. So the answer is the generally accepted accounting principles. Yeah. I guess when uh, guidelines was a key word, we did not write Somebody works at a bank. Somebody does work at a bank. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Question three in gold dust. Uh, What is that measurement, Jeff? Yeah. Hope I'm the only one who gets this. Uh, so the distance between the Earth and the Sun is generally known as an astronomical unit. Gold dust is the hint there. AU is the abbreviation. Uh, we wagered five, and we weren't really certain, and went with parsec. Okay. And we wagered in Oakland five. Um, 
I knew the distance, but not the term. Uh, she said, what's that thing from Star Wars that they said was a unit of time, but it's actually a measurement? And I said, parsec. So we went with parsec. And the answer is the astronomical unit with gold being AU as the clue there. Good, good job, clue Jeff. Good job, Jeffrey. <laughs> See, I'm only good for like six questions a game, but those Culver. six questions, nobody yeah. else usually gets. So, All right. And know your role and shut your mouth. What is the leading female singer in an opera, Jeff? I, I had no idea. I racked my brain for like 10 minutes. I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Uh, I, wager? Stace, I wager 10. All right. And Stacy, what did I believe you had the answer over there? Yeah. Uh, we wagered 15 and I'm quite certain it is a prima donna. All right. Yeah. That makes sense for us. We wagered five and we also put prima donna. She Indeed. said, she said, how does that apply to you guys in the studio? And I said, trust me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is it first chair, like in an orchestra? Is that the hosting chair? And he's like, no, no. that's just, that's just mad. He's busting our chops. <laughs> yep. Being a jokester. You didn't get me my blue only M&Ms today. <laughs> Always. Uh, and in the final category, I am the game. Uh, what is that term for making a character less dominating, Jeff? So if I know anything about John Elway and 100-yard passes, by the way, I wager 10. Uh, I said Vortex. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, we wagered in Oakland 5. Um, I love John Elway. as my favorite quarterback, but I couldn't think of any clue there with John Elway. So we knew he had the famous game called The Drive. So we just said Drive. Okay. I, too, was trying to think of a famous game or play from John Elway, and obviously I could not. Um, and I tried to take it from a gaming perspective, and that didn't work either, so we just went with the baby maker. The only uh, right. play I could think of was the annexation of Puerto Rico. Uh, there you the go. best play of all time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we wagered in Oakland 5. All right. Uh, Jeff, what's the company that makes the Vortex? Oh, it's Nerf. The answer is Nerf. That's right. Mm. All right. After that final round, all the scores are tabulated. Uh, coming in last is Team Quick Draw. That's Jeff. Uh, coming in second, Team Cruel Summer with 125. And, and it looks like that uh, mid-game trade worked out for Stacy over there because uh, Team Regulators, <laughs> today you are the cream of the crop. I am the cream. All, all to my teammate. She did all the work. She carried me. The only thing I contributed was the swing round. So thank you, Stacy. Which is where our entire lead came from. <laughs> <laughs> I did what I could. You put me in the right the right quarter, and it worked out. And uh, I have to thank my teammate for some great synergy as well. Worked out uh, pretty well. We didn't take the victory, but uh, some good teamwork today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that swing round hurt us, but I think. <laughs> you know, you go out there, you give 110%. You want to do good, and you try to do good. Give 110%. Give 110%. Yeah. Um, you said that you were going on a, a travel hiking trip. So uh, where are your travels going to take you after today? I will be headed to Colorado to do some hiking and into Salt Lake. And then on my way home through the Black Hills of South Dakota, doing a little loop back to St. Paul. Sounds lovely. I was out there last September. Lovely area. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, well, speaking of Stacy, thank you very much for being an awesome teammate. And uh, what, uh, what, what do you have going on with yourself? And we're also going to have to have you come back and host a game because you said you like hosting as well. Yeah, uh, not much to report. I'll just keep going. I've been off work for the last weekend because nice. of I got LASIK eye surgery. Oh, wow. how did that work out? Oh, that's right. You said you were going to have bandages, uh, yeah. but there are no bandages yeah, today. I don't need to. No, no, I'm no eye patches. No oh, that's awesome. How was it, so, by the way? Because no one, none of us here have had LASIK. It's if I had known how easy it was, I wouldn't have worried about it at all. But. Oh, it's I like just that. a weird, it feels really weird. It's a lot of commonplace medical I'll things. I'll tell you, you what, like. I'm going to go and do that. <laughs> I kind of want to. I'm tired of contacts. Yeah, I don't, I don't wear my glasses. I just wear contacts. 
I have good vision. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. You have good vision too? Yeah. Insider secret. Just have good vision. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a Pro tip. tip. <laughs> just, see just have just good see vision. Better. All right. Well, thanks everyone uh, for listening. Uh, thanks to everybody in the studio. Jeff, uh, Neil, Ken, Summer, Stacy via Skype. Uh, my name was Matt and that was Triviality. Well, it looks like we've got a mistrial. But on the plus side, we've also got a hung jury. Hit it! All rise for acting's highest honor, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold is neither a real judge nor has he received acting's highest honor. <laughs>